Hey everybody, welcome to Nomenclature with Brandon Henderson. Uh, today's guest is Zainab Johnson. Uh, Zainab is a fantastic stand-up comedian. She's been on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers, um, NBC's Last Comic Standing. Uh, she was on HBO's All Deaf Comedy Jam and was named Variety's, uh, one of Variety's 10 comics to watch in 2019. Had a really great uh, conversation with her um, she chose the word future, uh, to discuss on, uh, the podcast. And, uh, I couldn't think of a better word to choose in the current circumstances. And it was a really fascinating conversation. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy it as much as I did. Um, a couple of things that, uh, Zainab's got coming up, uh, in her life. She is on, uh, a show that was created by Greg Daniels, uh, who, if you're not familiar, created a little show called The Office. Now, the show that she's going to be on is called Upload, and it premieres May 1st on Amazon Prime. And uh, she is one of the hosts of uh, the new Netflix show, 100 Humans. And her podcast, Honesty with Z, is available on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you probably listen to uh, your podcasts. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation with Zainab Johnson. Uh, let's rock and roll, guys. Thanks. You know, I'm in LA. Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on down there? Are they, is everything completely shut down like it is up here? It's supposed to be. I don't know what all is shut down there, but I mean, here we're basically under a stay at home order and all non-essential businesses, non-essential workers are supposed to stay at home. Yeah. Um, I think that for the most part, that is what's happening. But I still see a lot of when I whenever I've had to run out to go to the grocery store, the drugstore, I've definitely seen non-essential people congering to get them, you know, like yeah. and and it's just it's quite frustrating actually. I've made it my business to stay far away from people when I have to be out. And I find that there's a lot of people who give no can I curse? Of course give no fucks about six feet away. Yes. Oh, I, you know, I'm not trying to be an, an asshole about it, but I am kind of trying to be an asshole about it. Like the, my neighbors the other day, they were out and they're fantastic, but they had some other neighbor walk out in front of their house with their dog and walk right up. And the guy's like sniffing and has Kleenex out and is coughing. And they're an older couple too. And they're like, three feet away from each other. I want to like yell out my window, like get the fuck away from each other. You psychopaths. Like, yeah, I'm constantly getting after my parents who are, you know, in their seventies and they, you know, they were, they're retired, but they're, you know, retirement's not really lucrative apparently. So they, <laughs> they would clean like a, like a medical clinic. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, after everybody's been coughing all over anything, you've got these two old people going in and like, wiping down you know beds and shit and uh i have to get mad at them to wear masks and gloves and i don't know it's, for some it hasn't sunk in I, i'm constantly thinking about it and trying not to touch my face and i don't go anywhere 
but yeah i find that the moment i step outside to go to the grocery store because that's the only time i ever leave my house is if it's yep. essential um and i find that whenever i do for some reason like in my house when i have access to running water and in hand soap my face never itches my nose never runs but the yeah. moment I step outside, it seems like there's something aggravating my face, something that I need to touch some, you know, some I need to like wipe my nose or something. I don't do it. And it's a very hard exercise, you know, in self-control. But yes. I'm like, why all of a sudden is my nose, is, you know, is like the perimeter of my nostril itching. It hasn't itched all day. <laughs> I think I think it's like uh, it's like the the dude getting married scenario, you know, what when he's dating somebody, he's, he's never thinking about other girls, and they get married, and suddenly he wants to cheat and fuck around for some reason. It's like yeah. when you don't have to do it, that's when you want to do it. I the same thing. Like I can't not touch my face, and my face starts to feel weird, and my hands suddenly feel filthy, even though I haven't touched yeah. anything yeah. when I'm out and about. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's a it's a weird it's a really weird moment. Um, it is, but I mean the streets are definitely there's no traffic jams. There's you know there are very little people um, in the street. I actually tried to go to the grocery store this past Saturday and realize I tried to go to the store Saturday around like probably late morning, early afternoon, and I realized that that was the most. Um, inopportune time to go it was the most people that i saw out it you know la can be very tempting because the sun shines so bright even when it's not particularly warm the sun shines so bright it gives the illusion of you know summertime fun i don't know yeah. but and I, I just realized like, oh my God, I'm actually getting stressed being out here because I'm not feel I'm feeling compromised at every moment, you know? Because there's there's just a bunch of people and obviously not compared to, not compared to a regular day if this was if there wasn't a pandemic happening, but it still it feels very strange and compromised. So I'm like, okay, when I do go to the store, I have to go very early in the morning. I gotta get there right after they let the senior citizens have at it you know yeah yes yeah you got to go first thing and if you want to even get anything worthwhile you've got to go then anyway because everybody's so crazy and buying and hoarding everything but then i think i think we've sort of normalized here in terms of that like the the freezers I mean, are now stocked yes everything is stocked i eat a lot of fresh food and like now i mean until i'm given word that like there's no way you can leave your house then I'm not buying anything. This I went back to buying the way I normally do. Yeah, you know, yeah. which is food that's fresh and it's gonna last for two or three days, and then you have to go back out and restock. But I think that markets have restocked, and I think that they have put up signs saying, "Oh, you know, be courteous to your fellow human being. Only buy two yeah. of these." Which I think that's too polite. I think that this is a time where we can say. You can only have two. Yes. <laughs> and it just well, is what it is. Well, that's, that's what most people are doing out, out here. It's, it's like you can even get to, like I found like two packs of like wet wipes because there's no toilet paper anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I grabbed them both and I took it up to the till and they're like, you can buy one. Yeah. Like I, I, 
and they wouldn't let me buy the second one, which, which is fine in this situation. We're, you know, and here we're in, we're in Mormon country. And so, and I, you know, I was raised Mormon. I, I'm not a uh, Orthodox Mormon these days, mm-hmm. but um, we're very big on like prepper stuff, right? You, you're told your entire life to have like months worth of canned goods and uh, you know, whatever food and water and toilet paper and cleaning supplies and stuff. So like people have it. And then when something like this happens, then they just like triple down. Yeah. So it's not like a, like this normal baseline of a lot of stuff in your storage room or whatever, if you've got one mm-hmm. is already high. And so when stuff like this happens, people just go absolutely insane. So things yeah. are empty. And so hopefully, hopefully eventually we'll normalize too. And things will flatten out a little bit, but yeah. it's, uh, it's a little wild. Um, yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to chat with you a little bit. Like the idea for this whole podcast um, has come from a lot of things. I think over the years, probably I've always been obsessed with like words and why you name things uh, certain ways, why, why people get the names that they get mm-hmm. and how that can or can't or does or doesn't affect how they act like one of the one of the craziest things for me was like I'm adopted and I'm the oldest of all of my biological family that I've since met so I've met everybody I have uh seven younger biological siblings or half siblings ah from the same parents no no from so it's, it's all, it's a whole big complicated thing. But, um, for example, one of my half brothers has the exact same name as me. We're both named Brandon. Oh, wow. Really weird. And for everybody that I uh, have found in terms of siblings and stuff, we by far, I think, look the most alike as far as Mm -hmm. siblings are concerned. And so just stuff like that, that like, you know, what does that mean? How does that affect your personality? Did it affect our personalities in a similar way? Mm-hmm. Did we get named that way? Because for some reason, the people that named us thought we just looked like Brandon's, like all that sort of stuff has always been kind of fascinating to me. And then of mm-hmm. course, when it comes to like stand up and everything, everything's about words, right? Everything's about like diving into like a, like a psychopath into the meaning of whatever the joke is where mm-hmm. the punchline is but mm-hmm. um for this thing i like to kind of start with you and your name and kind of your thoughts on it like so i i kind of pulled out like sometimes it might be a last name sometimes it's going to be first name but no offense to johnson but zainab is definitely strikes me as more interesting out of the gate mm-hmm. so that's kind of where i've jumped into so from like a personal perspective you're the fifth of 13 kids is that right yes yeah okay mm-hmm. Um, so fifth of 13 kids, this is, uh, has, uh, at least from what I'm, was able to research, uh, sort of its bases in Arabic are all of your siblings have sort of like Muslim focused names or is that just sort of hit and miss? No, we all do. My, we were, my parents are Muslim and we were born and raised Muslim. So we all have Islamic names. Okay. Yeah. And is that like, is that something that comes up in conversation amongst you and your siblings as to like why certain people got certain names and others didn't or, or whatever? Because 
your well, name, like, and I'm, I'm sure you know this, so if there's anything I'm telling you, you already know, but your name in particular uh, has like a lot of connection to the Prophet Muhammad, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's, he had some daughters and some wives and mm -hmm. granddaughters, I think, that all had that name. And then, so you get that name. And then what if one of your siblings has whatever name that it's like, it means tree or something like that? Are they like, <laughs> why, why'd, why'd you get that name and I got tree? Yeah, none of us have tree. Um, okay. It's funny because my mom always told me, not that I, not that I ever gave her reason to have a, this is what you should name your kids conversation with me. But from a very young age, my mom always told me if and when I ever have children to always get, make sure I give my children names with meaning. Yeah. And so that made me uh, very much interested in um, the, the meanings of my names, my siblings' names. You know, my older brother and sister, their name simply translates to oldest boy or firstborn boy, firstborn girl in Arabic. Okay. Cool. Um, and I know that my particular, I love my name. I absolutely yeah. love my name. Um, and I know that my father named me, but I also have, I'm, because I'm fifth, I have eight siblings younger than me. And so I know where some of the names came. You know, I know how my parents got certain names. Like we have a set of twins in our family and my parents, although they weren't born um, Muslim, they converted, they changed their names to Islamic names, you know, at a certain point in their life. And so my younger brother and sister who are twins, they're named after my parents, but they're Islamic names. You know, okay. so um, I think that while, while I love my name, it's funny, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine because she said that somebody she knew is, is going under another name. And I'm like, listen, if you could change your genitals, you could change your name. Like, I just, <laughs> you know, I don't have yeah. any attachment to, uh, I, I love my name. And so I'm very, you know, when I was growing up, people called me a nickname. And that was cool when I was growing up, but I think I didn't have the appreciation then that I, just for my entire existence that I have now, you know? And so now I'm very particular in taking, in taking up the space that, that I take up on this planet, you know? And, and that starts to a certain extent with my name. What, and so what I'm very- your... Oh, go ahead. Nickname, I don't want to say it because I just don't even want it to catch on. <laughs> it actually, like sometimes if somebody did like a real deep dive through like my social media, you'll see certain people that like knew me from, you know, high school. They'll be saying it in my comments like they'll be and it, I cringe. Yeah, yeah. I cringe at it. Um, but I'm also not. I would never be on a, you know, a soapbox with anybody to try to change their name. I would never be like, you know, well, your name means this, or your name means, like, mm, no. <laughs> I was, I was, like, I just don't, I think that it's everyone's personal choice, yeah. you know, how they identify. And I think that's, you know, gratefully, that's a power that we have. And yeah. I feel like if you're respectful enough, then the people you encounter will be respectful and they'll just respect your wishes. Like, hey, yeah, this used to be my name, but now I go by this. And I don't know, it's very simple. Like, you know how people get caught up in like 
I think language is, is constantly evolving, you know? So even when people are like, oh, well, I don't know why I have to be called cisgendered. I'm just like, who care? Like, I don't care if at one point somebody that looked like me was called a nigger. And another another point they were called Negro, and another point they were called African American, and another point they were called colored, and another point they were called. Do you get what I'm saying? And yep. so, why can't that that same? Um, and, and 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 listen, I imagine the people who were alive when you calling people colored, when they had to switch over to African American, I'm sure some of them fought too. You know, fought against yep. it. But I just I don't know. I don't have any connection to any word really that well, i'm like no this word gotta be this word and it gotta have this meaning you know yeah well the, the interesting thing about it is i feel like for the longest time like you're saying all those descriptors were used to sort of describe an entire group of people or it's a race of people or it's a group of religious people or whatever it is there's always these sort of like all-encompassing names that are supposed to peg those people as mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. And I feel like the complication now that people find is that people are sort of saying, well, yeah, okay, there is a certain thing that I might be from a real broad spectrum. Okay, I'm, I'm a white guy, for example, but if I'm gay or if I'm transgendered or if I'm whatever, things have become a lot more nuanced, I feel like, mm -hmm. and more sort of specifically individual that people are saying that they want to kind of take control over um, and specify who they are on a more granular level or something. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense, which yeah, is complicated. It's complicated. You know, it, it, there's no, I don't think there's anything at all wrong with it, but in terms of being able to keep track of personal preferences constantly, it is complicated as hell. Yes, I do think that it's complicated, but you know who it's going to be more complicated for? The people who have the most resistance. Yes. Agreed. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying that I'm going to always get it right. Um, I have a friend who has transitioned from male to female. And at the beginning, at times, I would refer to her as her male name because that's what I knew, you know? Sure. And each time, the moment it came out my mouth, it would feel like I had a a, a, a um, spiritual slap to the face because that's how bad I felt when it happened, you know? It's like, yeah, it's going to take, ch change always takes time. But the, the people who confuse me are like, no, you were born a boy and, I, and you're, you're, you're you, you were named John and that's what you'll be to me forever. It's like, that yeah. takes so much energy, especially when them being called a different name or, you know, a, a different descriptor does not actually affect you in any way. No, but it does affect your ability to, I think, address them and actually communicate with that person. Right. So if, if, if their name was John and they're no longer John and you insist on saying John and they don't respond to that name anymore, then the whole point of that name goes out the window because you are ignoring whatever that new name is supposed to be for that person that they want to actually respond to and that they would like to be addressed as. And so if you're going to be so resistant, you're no longer talking to that person. If they're not John anymore and you're like, Hey, John, it's like me walking up to you and being like, hey, Teresa, you're like, that's not my name. I don't know why the hell you're calling me Teresa. 
that make, does that make yeah, any sense? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. What I'm, yes, it makes total sense. And I'm just saying that I, that person that says, hey, my name is Teresa now. And that other person that says, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. I know you as John and I'm going to call you John. That person I don't get. That person is, yes, um, exactly. that person confuses me. That person, I, I, I just don't understand. Now, I, I, yes, I would also be a bit taken aback if someone came, if John came to me and I was like, hey, John. And he was like, why are you calling me John? It's Teresa. It's like, you can't tell a kid to do math before you taught them math. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you can't say read yes. a book and you haven't t- taught me my ABCs. So yeah. I would be like, okay, something happened. There's a gap in what I know and what you know. And so can we fill in the gap real quick so we can be on the same page? And yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that I'm just saying that I'm not a person that is resistant to that sort of change. Yeah. We also have to have patience with each other. Just like you're saying, like, like you're saying, if I haven't, if I'm just, you know, I haven't seen you in a decade and then I see you, I don't know that there has been changes and I call you by a name that you no longer go by as an example, you know, yeah. maybe have patience and don't, you know, tell me I'm a piece of garbage for not exactly. knowing something I couldn't have known. And, exactly. You know, it would be impossible. And part of the responsibility is also on the, the person or thing that changed. Right. So like, as I'm telling you, Oh my God, when I see that on my social media, when I, when it, when people from my past refer to me with the, the nickname from high school, I cringe. I don't take it out on them. Cause yeah. all they they last they last saw me in high school when I was okay with that, and I'm also not going to make it my life's work correcting every single person that says you know you know that says that that um say, look, I don't correct every person that mispronounces my actual name. Sure. Because for me, it's all about and this is a very low level of it, but choosing your battles, you know? Yeah. Like, what is this gonna do? How does this help in this situation? Will I ever see them again? If the person at Starbucks can't pronounce Zainab, I, that's, I'm just, just give me my coffee, I'm going. It's like, it's not <laughs> yeah. that, I, you know, I'm not gonna wait there and give them a dissertation on names and why they need to pronounce mine correctly. Right. And they're trying their best, they're just reading what they, think the pronunciation is supposed to be and i think nine 9.9 times out of 10 nobody's doing it to be malicious they're just you know they're saying yeah, at what least they think not at starbucks <laughs> at least not at starbucks. i think also are there, are there other places no i mean you know any place where you have to give your order like when i give my order when i order food or something like that i just put z because I just, you know, because I know how it makes me feel to hear my name mispronounced because I love my name so much. Um, I just don't even give them the opportunity to do it. But it's also a cultural thing. Like Zainab is an uncommon name in the United States, but Zainab is not an uncommon name in the rest of the world. Zainab is a very common name in most African countries, Middle Eastern countries, Asian countries, a lot of Asian, you know what I'm saying? Anywhere where there are Muslims, there, there's Zainab is such an esteemed name. It's, it's really interesting to like the, the, uh, the difference in going into a Starbucks or going into any 
quote unquote American institution and giving, giving, giving my name and then getting into a taxi or going anywhere and going anywhere where uh, f- foreigners occupy. And they're like, Zaina, do you know what, do you know this name? Do you know that that's, that's why I wrote a joke about it. Because every yeah. time I got into a taxi, every time I went into a store in New York, every time I left the country, people would be like, that's my mother's name. That's my sister's name. That's my yeah. friend's name. If you go on my Instagram, there's hundreds, there's thousands of Zainabs that follow me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and there's something about that connection to have somebody that has a similar or has the same name and understands where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like, even as something as, as silly for, for me, you know, my, my last name is Henderson, mm-hmm. but my birth last name would be, my birth last name is Conant. Okay. And I always wanted to know what that was most of my life until I actually found that out. And my, my mother's maiden name is Labrock. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to know what that meant. And not knowing, sort of, I always felt a kind of a gap for some reason. I'm not, I'm not going to change my name based off of that knowledge. You know, I, I feel very comfortable with what my name is and always has been. But I've always really wanted to know sort of the history of who... I am biologically like when my Mm -hmm. parents, my adopted parents talk about Henderson or Harris, my mother's maiden name, uh, adopted mother's maiden name. This gets very confusing very quickly, but, um, (laughs) it's hard for me to like latch on to because I'm like, that's cool. But when you go back in time, there's like, at least for me, there was, there's sort of like a bloodline thing that becomes important. There's Mm -hmm. the background that, uh, you want to attach yourself to. So finding out Conant and Labrock is what my birth last names were or are, then I can sort of find out where I came from and that becomes more meaningful to me somehow. And so when I talk to people that I've never known, but that are, have the same name, it's, it, it feels different than if I'm talking to relatives through adoption. Yeah. And so, you know, I would, you would know, think also with just having to be so uncommon here when you can go to a place or be around people who are very familiar with it and then have some sort of like personal connection to it when they see it, when they hear your name, um, you know, may, maybe, maybe something similar to it. Yeah. Um, but this it, is really interesting that we're kind of talking about naming things and like how, you know, you were one thing today and you might be something different tomorrow because you chose for your word that you wanted to kind of talk about your word as future. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, you tell me why you chose that word. I can't really think of a word, to be honest with you, like a word that, you know, when you don't do, when you have like little information, like when somebody's like, choose this for this and you're yeah. like, it's so hard to make a choice, you know, because it's really quite infinite, actually. Um, yes. But I, I mean, we're all basically at home in social distancing. And we, I mean, well, I really have, while I am um, uh, very faith-filled and, and while I am most times optimistic, I have no idea what the future holds because a month ago you could not have told me that told me that today was going to be like this yeah you know and so i think that was just the word i was just like "Mm, future because that's really unknown 
Absolutely. Well, and for... I mean, it's always unknown, but I mean, times like this, it really feels unknown because a lot of times what happens is people are like, yeah, well, I want to go to school. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be a doctor or whatever, fill in the blank. And then that happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so yes, the future is unknown, but it's like, if I just take the steps to say, I'll get that future, I'll get the future. God willing. But like now yeah. it really feels like, oh shit. Oh, it, it's, it's completely, it's like you expected life to be one way and it's always been one way. And yes, things may change. It's like, it's like you know, it's like a, like a river or something like, things can be chaotic in the middle. Like who knows what's going to happen with all the sort of like, you know, ripples and waves or whatever that are happening in that river. But you've got two banks, right? You've got the banks on either side. Like it's, you know, it's going to go in that direction, right? Like, you know, that their store is going to be open. You know, that there's going to be a new TV show. You know, that in X amount of years, there's going to be a new president, blah, 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 blah. There's certain things that sort of guide the chaos. Mm -hmm. And right now it's just become like, it's just the river went into like an ocean that has zero, uh, like you can, can't even see the horizon. Like you don't know what's up or down, you know, you don't know what uh, the new future is going to look like at all. Like it's, yeah. it's really unsettling to think about. Although at the same time, even though I feel like there really is you no know, way to sort of foresee what's going to happen. It's like, there's been something about it, like the uncertainty that has uh, forced people to be present more than I think we have been in like 50 years. It's like a culture Is that, mm -hmm. you know, like I read this, uh, I read this article about uh, someone was writing about how she um, finally felt like she understood her grandparents a little bit more and how, you know, when she was a kid her grandparents, they, they lived in a tiny home and they played cards and they cooked together and they would turn on a record and they would dance and they would sort of be present mm -hmm. because there was a time in their lives where, you know, there just wasn't other things to distract them. And there also was a lot of uncertainty, particularly, yeah. if, you know, if you were part of world war two and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And there's certainly a lot of people outside of America that are, have dealt with that to this day, but for a lot of people, I feel like that sort of hit home for me. Like it's scary and you can't go anywhere. And sometimes it's boring and sometimes I want to lose my mind, but I have the last few weeks, I have played more cards and had more conversations with my kids one-on-one -on -one and with my wife. And we've uh, talked about sort of in the moment things that have been pressing that you sort of ignore maybe we would, we would have never gotten to if we weren't sort of forced to be in yeah. the same space. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that, I think that was also my first um, response to this was let's not all panic and let's, let's take the necessary stop and slow down that we've needed most of our lives, but we just have never had room to have, you know, yeah. or to do because you know, we're constantly on the go. I was telling a friend of mine the maybe a week and last week was my birthday. One week ago was my birthday. And my mom was like so concerned that I wasn't able to be around anybody and celebrate. And, you know, and my 
my spirits were actually very high. Like, did I want to be cooped up in my apartment? No, but my spirits, my spirits were still very high because I focused on the things that I was grateful for. But that morning I woke up and I walked to Target and I passed this homeless man and he said to me, he said, um, he said, I'm trying, I'm, could you help me? I'm trying to get to 10. And I was like, are you trying to get to 10? And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to get to 10. That's what I was hearing, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't have any money, but when I come back out, like I don't have any cash, but when I come yeah. back out, I'll, I'll make sure I have some cash for you. And he was like, um, uh, I, I just need to get the 10. And I was like, are you saying 10? Like I had stopped. I said, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. I was like, do you want money? And he was like, well, I'll take money, but I'd rather have the tent. And I was like, the tent? And he was like, yeah, something to sleep in. And I was like, oh, you want a tent? I was like, so you need money to get the tent? And he was like, yeah. He said they have one more and it's, and it's in the stock room. They have one more in the back. And I said, oh, well, how much more do you need? How much is it? And he was like, I don't know. He said, I said, how much is it? And he said, they have it in the back. And I was like, that's not what I asked you. How much is it? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know, but I just know that there's one more left and they have it in the back. So I'm like, okay, long story short, I go on this whole entire adventure that I had no plans of doing um, and got this homeless man, this tent, right? But normally as much as I give, as generous as I may be, a lot of times in my day to day, I'm always on the go. I rarely have time to focus in and listen to anybody that I haven't already be pre that, 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 that like, you know, anybody that's not directly affected my life, affecting my life. I'm like, what, what do you need? What do you want? What can I do for you? Say it quick. Cause I gotta go, you know? Yeah. Yep. And in that moment, the reason, while it made me, that was actually for me, like my birthday gift, like, oh, I was able to help this person, but it's because I, everything is going so slow. I was able to slow down and actually listen to him yeah. because on any other day, and I hate to say this, I hope that when we do get back to normal, I will remember this and be mindful of that. I just wasn't, even another woman came up to me once I figured it out. She was like, I gave him money too. What is he saying? I said, he's saying he needs a tent. He needs something to sleep in. And she was like, oh, it's like, we never stop to, especially to somebody that may be off-putting, homeless, you know, what it's like, I, I never understood really, and sorry, I'm going off on a very long tangent, but I never really yeah. understood when, you know, homeless people, when they're panhand or panhandlers rather, they always say, hi, do you have a second? Can I talk to you? It's like, say what you're saying. You only, I'm only passing you for three seconds. So you got to get out your spiel and convince me in three seconds. You get what I'm saying? Make me give in three seconds. And yes. I just know that if I was running to Target that day and I had nine other things to do, I would have never stopped and slowed yeah. down and said, wait a minute, you need my help. I'm willing to help you. How, how, what is it that you need my help with? Yeah, to ask that clarifying question, I think is, is what is, like to, to take the time and to say, okay, you're saying something, you need something, I don't understand, help me get there. 
Mm-hmm. I think like you're saying, it's, it's, it's so easy to just uh, be like, yeah, no, uh, I, I think I understood what you were trying to say and I'm going to assume that much and I'm going to respond accordingly yeah. instead of being patient enough to just say, okay, what, what is it that you really need? I, I've, I've felt very similarly with, with like, again, I said with, with my kids, it's sort of what's most present for me. Um, and particularly right now, because um, in Park City, we, in terms of uh, per capita, we're pretty close to New York as far as the danger of it in mm-hmm. the county, the county that I live in. Mm-hmm. And so they've closed off the county. Um, and we're not supposed to go in or out. And so I share custody with my ex-wife. And so that basically means that when I would normally see them every other week, I'm not going to see them for at least a month, mm. which for me is, is maybe the worst thing. Because right? she also lives in Utah, but just a different County. That's right. Oh, okay, That's okay. right. So yeah, we're, we're under kind of the, the strict quarantine stuff in our, supposed to be interacting etc yeah and and i get it that's the thing is like i get why and i'm I'm willing to do it to keep them safe but um i have you know fought tooth and nail to have every second that i have with my kids and so when something like this happens you know and i i have facetime basically or a phone Mm -hmm. call now Mm -hmm. uh, or a text message or whatever it is um I've, I've found myself, um, cause I, I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have, I don't have some sort of, uh, at least not in the same way. I don't have these crazy yeah. deadlines or, or, or places to show up or whatever that, you know, I, I'm taking more time to sort of ask, no, really, how are you? Mm-hmm. And what are you thinking? And, and how are things going? And, and I love that so much. That's a fantastic story. Um, with this man, you know, just, just stopping and listening. Cause this mm-hmm. is not something that, that we do very well mm-hmm. in the culture that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, after, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and you know, as you said earlier, and it's not malicious, it's just, no, not at all. we are always, we are, the world is spinning and we're all trying to keep up with how fast it's spinning. You know, and it's like, it's just like, I'm not, I'm not, not listening to, I really think that that what you need is money and you, and I'm going to just go in and get some money and give it, you going to be okay. And, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's, I think, I think that when this first started, I was very happy to sort of, and I mean, I'm at a place, especially in my career where things are going, 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 going. And so it's scary for things to slow. You know, when you start to reach some sort of momentum, but I still looked at it like, no, this is necessary. We all yeah. need like a, a hard pause. Yeah, we, we really do. The, the future, I feel like always got uh, in the way of the past mm. or, or in the way of the present. The present, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I'm working so hard to achieve that thing over there Mm-hmm. that I'm ignoring everything that's right at my feet mm-hmm. all the time. And I, you know, I'm not perfect at it at all. Still, I'm still looking down the road. I'm still looking at, you know, things I want to accomplish or achieve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But again, it is my, you know, I hope that 
this will have some sort of permanent effect that we maybe will will slow down just a bit. Yeah. But it you know, yeah. it's also to how we're raised and stuff. Like, and I think regardless of like your you know, ethnic background, your religion, your socioeconomic status, you know, we just as a, we're, it's always looking to the future. You know, it's always like, is it when the moment you're able to talk or, or, or know your ABCs, what's the next question that all adults ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? They, it instantly makes you think, 10, 15 years beyond the moment that you're in, you know? It's so it's like, it's like, it's how we're groomed. I'll never forget my youngest brother who is 16 years younger than me, 16 or 17 years younger than me. Um, he, I remember he came and stayed with me for a summer when I was in college. And uh, maybe he was like five years old at the time, five or six, I don't know. Um, and I remember everybody kept asking, like they would comment whenever people saw us out, like, oh my God, he's such a cute kid. How old is he? And because he was such a tall kid, I would always say he's five going on six. He's five going on six. He's five going on six. And like, this is the summer. My brother is born in the winter. So it's like, he wasn't going on six, you know? And I remember one day he stopped me and he said, as a five-year-old, and he was like, Zainab. Of course, if I'm five, I'm going to be six. Why do you keep saying that? And in that moment, I just froze for a second. Like, he's absolutely right. Why do I keep saying that? He's either going to be six or he's not. And it doesn't matter in this moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's the, the well, she's five going on 30. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's old for her age or she he or she wants to be older than they are or maybe it's just that's just who they are yeah you know, maybe maybe age is is uh, uh maybe less important than we want to make it out today yeah um one of the really interesting things that i've been thinking about too with sort of the future and like looking ahead and, and comedy mm-hmm. is like everything is based you know so many things are based on i so i was at the store the other day or uh, I was recently at wherever, right? It was always like I was doing this thing in the past and now I'm yeah. going to tell you a story and it's going to be funny. Yeah. Um, with, <laughs> I wonder how antiquated some of those things are going to be now. You know, like yeah. you, you, you try to talk about what's relatable, right? Like everybody yeah. knows that when you go to the store and that guy's at the till and he's all blah, blah, whatever it is. What is the new past that we'll talk about in the future you know what i mean yeah yeah i do like, i what? think I, I do think that there's like a second coming of bcac and i don't i know this is going to sound like a joke in a bit i don't mean it to be that way but i do think now it'll be before corona and after corona yeah you know because oh. i mean we're living through something that most of a most of most of the generation that lived through the flu killing flu being a pandemic they are no longer living you know yeah. so now we're you know part of that this, this we're we're part of this moment that will be in history books forever after yeah. this you know and i think that's another thing that people don't realize like oh we're actually like yes everything once it's in the past is history but no, this is like a big moment. 
Oh, it's this huge. Is, yeah, this is something that will be pointed to in the future as yeah. something that we could have learned from, done different, changed something, changed a lot of things. You know, like this is a moment that we're all present for. Yeah. Well, it, it's like, it's like the, you know, people that lived through the depression, the great depression. Yeah. You know, there's constant stories about they never throw anything away. They'll, you know, you know, my grand, my grandmother used to like keep, you know, cans of stuff that had been out of date for like 20 years. And she's like, it's still good. Yeah. You know, like just stuff like that where you're like, well, you know, that generation, they lived through a thing and now they behave in a particular way. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get to the point where they'll be like, oh, you know, grandpa told me to wash my hands 300 times and stop touching my face. But you know, that's his generation. Right? They lived through yeah. coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're like, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, those sorts of things are, are going to be weird because you're, you're right. I don't, I think it's hard to process when you're in it, but there will come a point where, like you said, there's BC and AC. And, and when we get to AC, um, yeah, who knows, yeah. you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, the number of, uh, like I try really hard not to stare at it too long, but the number of just like coronavirus jokes flying out on Twitter constantly. Mm -hmm. I thought like, Oh, like two weeks ago, I was like, we're going to be done this pretty soon. Like we're going to mm -hmm. run out of stupid things to say about this whole thing. And it's just coming and coming and coming. It's almost like if someone jokes about something that doesn't have to do with the virus, I'm like, are you really trying? Like, yeah. let's, let's dive, let's dive into this. It's a really strange thing to do because or to see because no one can really think about anything else but this thing right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, and 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 it's very easy because you're not working. You're yep. not, you know, you just you have to focus on something, and this is the thing to focus on. But that's also the reason why sometimes I put it out my brain. Sometimes I go days without checking in with the news because yeah. I don't want to be alone in my place and also having adding to any sort of anxiety and irrational fears. It's like yeah. all I, even if I know that, regardless of the information that I'm, that they're putting out, all I can do is be in this moment. You know, and, and me constantly tuning into Twitter and constantly tuning into press conferences and things like that, it only heightens my anxiety and, and I can't even do anything with it. I can't even go for a run to, 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 to even it out, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely have also, you know, used this time to like disconnect from that sort of especially as a comedian, you know, I'm always watch staying tuned to what's being talked about, what's on the news, what's happening in pop culture, what's happening, just current events, just because you don't want to be on any stage and not be, and not seem like you don't know, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's days that I just, I'm fine with what all, all I know right now is what Daria is doing. Daria is a 20 year old cartoon from MTV. And that's all yeah. I know today. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, I have, uh, I have watched uh, Fight Club and the Departed more times than I want to admit. Makes me yeah. sound like a terrible, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leaning hard into my uh, 
white maleness with those. Yeah, your Scorsese. Um, uh, well, no, Fight Club wasn't Scorsese, right? No, it's uh, Fincher, but ah, still. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, Zainab, thank you so much. Of for, course. For chatting with me. Uh, you know, sing happy birthday when you're washing your hands and stay safe down <laughs> there. Uh, help, help homeless people, but keep a safe, you know, six to 10 foot distance. Yes. Um, but I really appreciate you, you chatting with me. This has been a real pleasure, like really fun to talk to you, like very thoughtful. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Thank you very much.